Hey, Merry Christmas. You too, Clado. What are you doing later? Coming to your house to eat. <laughs> oh, please do. You know nothing would make me and my wife happier. According to one source, on Monday the 28th, Sonny had breakfast at a local haunt with a Las Vegas boxing ref named Davey Pearl. The two men went over plans for an upcoming fight of Sonny's. Afterwards, Sonny hopped in his car and drove to Hollywood. He was in L.A. by that evening when he checked into the Biltmore Hotel and had dinner with his talent agent. Sonny, I see big things for you. You're a household name. Now, let's bring you into their houses every night on the TV. I like the sound of that. Yeah? I'm going to need you to come out to L.A. more. Anything holding you back from that? Not a thing. Let's do it. According to the same source, phone records from Sonny's car phone show he made a few calls that day. Two were to Geraldine, and one was to Paramount Studios, where he had a meeting scheduled for the next day. On Tuesday, December 29th, Sonny Liston drove onto the Paramount lot and took a meeting with casting director Jim Merrick. In the days before the new year, Sonny was making a lot of plans for the future. After the meeting, he checked out of his hotel and headed back home to Vegas. According to an article printed in the Las Vegas Sun, one of the last people to see Sonny alive was a man named John Sleeper. Sonny had fared much better with the police in Las Vegas than he ever had in Denver, Philly, or St. Louis. And a large reason for that was that he allegedly had a man inside the Las Vegas Police Department looking out for him. Even when Sonny had been present during drug busts where everyone else went to jail, Sonny somehow walked away without a scratch or a charge pressed against him. It seems likely that the person who pulled strings for Sonny was John Sleeper. But by December 1970, Sleeper had fallen out of favor with the Las Vegas PD and was getting demoted, which was really just a prolonged firing. By early 1971, John Sleeper would be out of the force and managing a gas station. We can only assume that if John Sleeper stopped by Sonny Liston's house in the final days of 1970, it was to tell Sonny that he'd no longer be able to protect him from the police. Oh, come on, John. Don't be like that. I need you. I don't like dealing with unfriendly police. You know it's not my choice, Sonny. I don't have the freedom I used to have. They're watching me. I won't be able to protect you if there's another drug raid. I'm not trying to ruin your night. I wanted to warn you. <sighs> but I got a good thing going. Don't make me pull the plug. I'm not making you do anything. I'm just saying you need to know that I can't help you if they come for you. Be careful out there. John, Johnny, it's almost New Year's Eve. Let's, let's have a drink and stop worrying and talking about being careful and all this stuff, okay? Hey, let, let's get our coats and go out. Let me buy you a drink. Least I can do for all you've done. But Sonny had a lot to worry about as the year came to a close. Physically, his body was not what it once was. He was now around 40 years old and had not been taking very good care of himself. He was having trouble whipping himself into shape like he used to, perhaps because he was a few years older than the birth year he had always claimed, or maybe because of alleged drug and alcohol use. Sonny had gambling debts, and he also had a wife and child to support, not to mention a mistress.